With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. From California love songs to Texas electro-funk, we are going to chill you out and power you up today. It's Music Friday Live, and today we're talking with Taylor Jane and L. Dusty, and this is going to be a great show. Don't go away. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call in. 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I want to welcome our listeners to the, to the cyberstationusa.com network and their radio affiliates who will be listening to us tonight, and to those of you who are listening to us on Stitcher and iTunes, and also those of you who will hear us tonight in London on the, on the Artist Echoes network. So we're all over. You can't get away from us, all right? All right. Uh, if if you're listening to a podcast um, or a rebroadcast on one of the East Coast stations or in London, uh, obviously you can't call in, but you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we, we will forward uh, those uh, questions to our guests, and they can reply directly to you. Now, <clears throat> that's what I wanted to talk to you about. This is a personal note. Let me apologize in advance for my voice. I have a cold and a cough, and I've been taking cough drops constantly, but I'm um, still got a little bit of a, a frog in my throat, as we see. So um, one of these, every now and then, uh, if you hear kind of a blank space, all of a sudden it doesn't sound like I'm on the air. That's because they hit the cough button. Those of us in radio have a little red button on our microphone that we can hit when we're going to cough or sneeze or something like that happens, and it just it cuts off the sound and mutes the microphone for a couple of seconds. So if um, that happens and you hear a little bit, it sounds like all of a sudden it's just gone quiet. Well, that's because it hasn't gone quiet. I'm coughing, okay? So um, be aware of the fact that uh, that's happening. Also, those of you who are listening on earphones and you're listening, you hear a kind of a, kind of a funny little gurgling sound in the back. Uh, that's not my throat. Uh, that's one of our backup computers, which is uh, the hard disk is all of a sudden decided that maybe it's going to give up the ghost pretty soon. So we're going to we're we are replacing it with a solid state um, hard drive, but that won't happen until this weekend. So if you hear a little bit of a gurgle, that's the hard drive on one of our backup computers. We have three computers in the, uh, the studio. Um, that's, uh, in case we 
need any backup and also some other things are running at various times. Okay, so that's all the announcements for today. Our first guest is here, but you know, in just a second, I want to introduce you to our wonderful broadcast partner, World Arts. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Yeah, we're part of World Arts. They're our broadcast partner, and they're really cool, right? If you're in L.A., they're really, really cool because they have this great uh, venue in Culver City where they put on intimate concerts. I mean, you know, 40, 50 people, and afterwards you can hang out with the band. It's really fun. Uh, but also you can get in touch with bands all over the country. So you should be part of World Arts. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. Just, just sign up. Taylor Jane is a troubadour. He's a singer-songwriter. He's a lover of fine craft brews. And although he's relocated from a small Oregon town to the music capital of the world, he claims to be a lover of all things Portland. We're going to talk about that. Jane is at the beginning of his career, but he has a leg up with a glass smooth voice, a knack for radio-friendly love songs, and he's got movie star looks. Plus, he stays on top of the trends with influences like Coldplay and Lord and Mary Lambert and others. His uh, songs span genres from pop to country to singer-songwriter to rock. His first single, Hideaway, is now out, and his debut album will be released in January. And best of all, he's here to talk to us and to give us a sneak preview of the new album. Taylor, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me. And thank you for taking the time to be with us. Well, absolutely. What I guess everybody wants to know is if you mm-hmm. are a lover of all things Portland, what are you now doing in the anti Portland city, Los Angeles? <laughs> right. It's like the dichotomy of my personality. Um, I, I love Portland. Um, it's obviously where I grew up. It's where my heart is. It's where I hope to relocate someday, but um, Los Angeles just has a beauty about it. And I love the people that I've met and the kind of circle that I've created down here. And it's also nice to be in a little bit of a bigger pond and kind of spread your wings a little bit, you know, and kind of get out there. And um, I moved down here right after college. And um, it was one of those things my parents were like, pursue your dreams, just get your foundation and make sure you have a, a little bit of a thing too. So I did my degree and then moved down here as soon as I could. Did you get a degree in music? No, actually I got a degree in finance um, from Santa Clara university, but I did a lot of music programs that's an excellent degree for somebody in music to have, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's been good. And it's been good for me to help budget and everything, too. And it's, it's nice because every once in a while, you know, you'll meet a producer or a friend of a friend or somebody and you have something that you can work on and get creative with. And it's nice because I've been able to budget for that. And I think the finance has really helped because it's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm able to jump in and do this project with you because you know, plan yeah. ahead and stuff. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. So you've gathered yeah. A, yeah. a group of of musicians and producers and friends around you here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a really solid group. Um, I have 
people that I go to production-wise um, pretty regularly. I have uh, friends that I co-write with pretty regularly. Um, I'm always open for new collaborative, um, obviously, opportunities with people as well. But I do have a little circle that I've created and a really nice, like, group that I trust, which is, I think, really important to stay grounded in the city that it's really easy to get lost in and kind of swept away in. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I would like to give our audience a little sample of the music that you're creating here in Los Angeles. So here is your single. This is Hideaway. Fantastic. When Thanks. you want to hide away in my arms, when the fear has crippled you in the dark, just rest assured that I'll be here when life's hard. I promise that I'll shelter you and stand guard When the rain it pours, I'll haven you through the darkest storms I'll keep you safe and Hideaway, and uh, you can tell why I'm enthusiastic about our guest because it's such a beautiful voice. But I do have to correct myself, however. His last name is pronounced Yon, not Jane. So <clears throat> just when you uh, look for him, it's Yon. Well, Yon, <laughs> right? um, uh, there's some lines in there. Uh, when the waves are crashing, the thunder cracking, the wind is thrashing. It sounds like you're just about ready for inter- for anything. Anything. What's inspired that song? You got to be. Yeah, I um, I actually wrote that song shortly after moving to L.A. Um, and, you know, I was talking earlier about finding yourself and being grounded and everything and, and kind of a, a crazy big city. Um, but it was a song that um, kind of came to be. I was writing it for um, myself really as a way of like feeling grounded. Um, and I feel like when life gets crazy and you're kind of in the middle of the storm and um and everything's just kind of out of, out of your control. I think it's really important to kind of look within and, and find yourself and center kind of um, yeah, as much as possible. And so those lines there were kind of representative of the time when I was here and I was like, Oh, I got to find a job. I got to find a place to live. I got to get a car. I, but I want to write music, but I, I, I need to get a keyboard. You know, it's all these things when it's like, you feel like life is so big and crazy. It's um, representative of those kind of times. Well, at least you didn't bring in earthquakes, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, let's, let's hopefully not. Yeah, we'll leave that to, to Maggie Zabo. Uh, your songs yeah. are romantic. Uh, they're about the kind of love we all dream about, the, the kind of love that has no bounds and no limits. Are, are you a romantic guy? I'm, yeah, very romantic guy, romantic at heart. <laughs> Helplessly so. <laughs> um, well, I'm sure I, we're going to get – go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say I was – my parents were really great about raising um, my younger brother and I to just like appreciate everything. And um, I find that it's, that's just kind of like how I'm wired is just to like find joy and love in, in all things that I can. So. Okay. Would, yeah. uh, w- would I be wrong if I assume that uh, the majority of your audience is female? Um, yeah, that probably would actually be a good 
a good guess. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I think there's a really good balance. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, okay. yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, it's a, it's yeah, a good yeah. thing. Uh, I want yeah, to change yeah. the tempo uh, a little bit here and uh, because okay. I don't want to give our audience the impression that you only do soft romantic love songs. So uh, right. uh, here is, uh, this is all we need, uh, a little bit broader range. But yeah, I remember I, I love the arrangements in, in, in that song. Uh, I, the, the clap beat, um, it kind of gives a, a party feel, especially when you combine it with the, the high piano notes and what sounds like brushes on a snare drum. And then, of course, the whistling. Were you, were you, you actually doing the whistling? The whistling I was, yeah. I, um, I whistle all the time, like unconsciously, and it drives everybody nuts. So I thought it would be kind of funny to – to put it in there because it kind of, you know, it helps when I come up with melodies or when I'm singing a song or just, I do it all the time, like to harmonies when I hear a song on the radio or whatever. And so I thought, you know what, it's kind of a fun thing to do and it's representative of me. So we're going to put it in there. And my producer, John Coggins, who I worked with on that track was like, yeah, we should totally put it in there. That's great. And then it turned out to be like a really cool driving force in the song. Yeah, it really is. And uh, did you arrange that or did your producer arrange it? Um, he actually, that track John did, um, arrangement wise, I, that song actually funny enough started off as a really slow ballad. When I write, I tend to have, um, I write chord progressions and kind of slow things down. I'm a big sucker for ballads. And so, um, I took that song to him and, uh, he was like, you know what, this is really cool, but I have an idea for it. And so he kind of swapped it around and did a really fast paced thing. And then we built in, um, the chorus around that theme of, of love, but at the same time, it's like fun and open and kind of like anthemic and party, if, if you will. We are talking with uh, Taylor Yon about his upcoming debut album and uh, his uh, single. It's been released Hideaway, and you can talk with him, too. You can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and some of you already are emailing, so why don't we turn to the emails right away. Uh, first one, um, Marjorie in Los Angeles wants to know, when you sit down and write a song like that, what comes first, the lyrics, the beat, or the whistle? Um, <laughs> with that song, like with that song I said was the, uh, the chords. I, I usually write on the piano, come up with a progression, um, and then I build a lyrical melody on top of that bass line. Sometimes I'll come up with um, a lyric or a concept for a song, and then I'll build the piano or the instrumentation around that. Um, and then with that song specifically with all we need, the whistling came, um, kind of by accident in the studio. And then we decided to really highlight it. 
Okay. Uh, Deanne, also in Hollywood, uh, says, your picture on the, the show page looks great. Will you be playing live in L.A. so we can see what you really look like? <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. It's sweet of you. Um, I will be playing live in L.A. Um, we're in the process right now of um, putting together an album release show um, to accompany the, uh, the release of my album in January, sometime in January, probably mid to late January. Um, so if people want to follow me on all the social media, I can definitely keep you all up to date about that. Um, I also periodically do uh, national anthem spots for some of the teams down here, like the, I've done the Dodgers and the Clippers and some of my teams back home. So, you know, you might catch me at one of those too. Okay. Uh, Sean in uh, New York City uh, asks, if you have a degree in finance, why in the world would you want to go into music? <laughs> yeah, well, music, didn't they teach you better in school? <laughs> well, music's <laughs> always been part of <laughs> good question. Um, music's always been part of my fiber and my being. And I, um, I mean, like I said, my brother and I grew up with an appreciation for arts and stuff like that. And um, I have been heavily influenced by music my entire life. We got a piano when I turned six um, for Christmas that year. And it just like, I never looked back, but um, I also have, I'm kind of like pretty balanced with right brain, left brain. So the practical side of me was like, well, I want to also, you know, be an educated person. And I figured that having finance as a foundation would be really good for my music um, and my career overall, because I can, you know, make better choices and smarter choices and be more assured of, paths and opportunities that I want to take or pursue while at the same time letting the creativity just kind of run wild. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I was exactly. thinking uh, your facility with the piano, you just mentioned you got a piano when you were six years old uh, and your yeah. feel for how to use it to con- conjure uh, emotions up in pop formats. It sounds really, really well tuned. Uh, did you, when well, you got you. the piano, did you take to it immediately? Was it something you just sort of sat down and said, wow, this is really cool? You know, I did. Um, and my my parents signed us up for lessons pretty soon after we got the piano. And then um, I continued to take lessons all the way through, um, I think, to like my sophomore year of high school, um, which is kind of like was my, I guess, foundation in music education and learning progressions and chords and everything. But I do remember in those early days, sitting there and just kind of like pounding the keys or tinkling and coming up with like different, just like the sound of it. I, for some reason, it's just like the one instrument that I've always gravitated towards. And anytime I hear a song or I'm inspired by other artists, like Sarah Bareilles is a huge inspiration for me. Um, when she's on the keys, you know, it's just, there's something beautiful about the way that, that pianos and, and the, the notes and everything that they speak to me. It's uh, yeah. From day one, I was just really into it. <laughs> Well, I want to uh, play one of your songs that really shows that this is light inside. I was losing ground, spinning through the haze, drowning in a current too strong, tangled in the fray.
yeah, the light inside. That's that's that uh, that's the song really. Uh, you really hit the those intro <laughs> notes just right, and then you extend the feel of the intro through the whole song, in what's <clears throat> essentially a piano riff. Nicely done. Did, yeah. did that take a while yeah, for you to get right? Um, not that song. That song actually took me longer to write lyrically. That that song took me the longest on the uh, on the album. Um, but the the piano actually came pretty quickly. Um, and I just I really felt that kind of driving vibe with that um, that that progression, those chords, and just try to really ride that through and really hit that hard. And then John and I built a production around that that really supported the driving force of that piano. It's almost like a like a march, almost kind of like a like a forceful sound okay uh apparently you're mentioning uh the uh national anthem uh, and uh, yeah. singing at ball games has uh, piqued a lot of uh, interest we have a bunch of emails on that so i'm what i'm going to do is rather than read each individual one uh from um shia and toby and and uh leonard and uh west uh just going to ask you you sing the. I'm going to sort of combine all their questions. You sing the national okay. anthem at baseball stadiums and football stadiums. How did that happen? Did you apply for that job, or do they find you, or do you know somebody? And everybody here wants to know how you do that. You know, it's um, it's funny. I um, when I was at Santa Clara, I took a vocal performance class and um, as an elective uh, to kind of balance out the finance thing. And I told the teacher she was talking about goals that we have in music. And I said, well, I've always wanted to do the national anthem for the Portland Trailblazers, which is my home NBA team. Um, and so I recorded an acapella demo and actually sent it in when I was studying abroad. I was living in Australia at the time um, when they were holding auditions and they let me submit a demo. They called me back and they booked me um, for like the day after I flew home, which was, um, yeah, they played the Orlando Magic, I remember. And it was like the week of Thanksgiving. And so they booked me off of that demo, um, went in, it was the first time I'd ever done it live, and it was in front of like 20,000 fans. And then when I moved to L.A., I submitted to all the teams, and the Clippers got back to me because I had booked the Blazers. And then um, from there, the Dodgers got wind of it, and I um, booked the Dodgers and have done the Portland Thorns and the Timbers and stuff um, back home as well, which are our home okay. um, soccer teams. All right, so... So you do apply for it. Now, I'm sure everybody who's listening, who's yeah. a musician, is, is now thinking about making uh, demo tapes, right? Um, yeah. And I, I have a lot I of think people. That most... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have written in and um, emailed in, and, well, I'll, I'll just read one here. And this is from um, Westy, and Westy wants to know, is it intimidating to stand out in the middle of the field and face 20,000 people? Or is it scarier when you're in a small club and have to look them in the eye? You know, I will good be honest. Question. I am more. Yeah. Great question. Um, I'm more nervous um, in a small environment. So um, like open mic nights or whatever, that kind of thing I get a little unnerved by, but when you're out in front of all those people, it's, it is really nerve wracking, like leading up to it. But once you get that first note and you know that you're, you're on point and you're on track and you know the song so well, you just, you ride that. And it's really cool too, because having that kind of energy around you, like really is very motivating and driving. And just, I mean, it's, it gives me life being out in front of all those people. It's kind of like you're all together in one. It's really cool. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, well, which brings up a question. Do you, do you have any gigs planned in the smaller venues where you're really afraid? <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I don't at the moment, um, but like I said, we're going to do a uh, an album release show that we're trying to put together right now in January. Um, 
there's a lot of places in LA that I would love to play and that I plan on playing places like Genghis Khan or um, hotel cafe is probably my favorite venue in LA. Um, I've done Molly Malone's. I'd love to go back there. Um, but um, yeah, so we're working on putting okay. some of that stuff together. All right. Well, I should tell my audience, they, they should follow you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, your own website uh, so that uh, you, uh, they know what you're, do- they know where you're going to be. Okay. Um, That'd be great. I'm going to yeah. play Keep On Moving right now. sing another verse it's sort of like you're breaking the fourth wall in theater <laughs> it's really cool yeah 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 um yeah that keep moving on that's um that's actually the first song that i uh had fully produced um after i moved to la uh and it's that holds a really special place for me that song well it holds a special place for me too uh, i i I, I, not only the cleverness of the verses, but just the music. Well, we are about well, we are out of time, unfortunately. Right? Yeah. Uh, no. And I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Um, oh, now, let me pleasure. remind our audience that Taylor Yon, his and that's spelled J A H N, his single yep. "Hideaway" is now available. Hi, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, because I'm getting a funny sound in the uh, interesting. You never never know with with AT and T these days. Uh, his yeah. <laughs> uh, his single "Hideaway" is now available, and the album is coming out soon. Uh, Taylor, uh, where can people hear your single? Is that on SoundCloud? Uh, it's on SoundCloud right now. Um, we are going to release a video for it um, in the coming weeks. At which point, I'll also get it up on iTunes and Spotify and all that. But currently, it's on SoundCloud. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thanks again for being with us today. I want to make sure everybody follows you on www.taylorjohn. That's 
jahn.com and also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and send him a note uh, on his webpage to, uh, to alert you when the new album drops. Okay, it's, uh, we are trying to get hold of our next guest. Uh, El Dusty, who is is in Las Vegas. Uh, he was at the Latin Grammys last night. Uh, he just called uh, the, my producer. He for some reason he can't get through. So it may take us a minute or so to uh, to track him down. But in the meanwhile, I want to take you on a little trip to Mexico. Don't go away. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, You'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. We'll see you in San Felipe myself. And uh, I want to remind everybody that when you do call in for your great vacation in San Felipe, you have to put in the code MFLA5 and you'll get a discount. That's MFLA5. Okay, we're going to play a, a little bit of, of El Dusty's uh, music. We're going to play La Chusa while we see if we can track them down in Las Vegas. So don't go away. Calling the Link Hotel and Casino. For room reservations, please press 1. For restaurant reservations, please press 2. For the box office, please press 3. For all other inquiries, please remain on the line and we'll be connected to the hotel operator. By by Dusty, and you know what? He's here. So let me just hey. introduce him uh, for just uh, 
uh, a minute. So for those of you who hadn't heard the show before when he was on, uh, let me give you a quick introduction. I'm delighted to talk with him again. And this time he is in Las Vegas after being at the Latin Grammys last last night. Now, Ray, he was raised in Corpus Christi. He's a Texas producer. He's a DJ and New Columbia a pioneer. He translates the South Texas border experience into barrio anthems and with a sampler and chop clips of Latin music history. He, uh, he, he's, this, he's had success with his single uh, La Pasa, and uh, he has released uh, Trapanera EP, the first of his collaborative projects, incidentally, um, since signing with the Universal Records. Now, he was at the Latin Grammys last night. He was nominated for a Latin Grammy. Uh, he didn't win, unfortunately, but um, it's a great honor. So, El Dusty, welcome back on the show. Congrats on the nomination. Cheers for not winning. But other than that, how were the Latin Grammys? Lots of parties? It was good, man. Yeah, I, I actually played last night at the Universal After Party, and it was fun, man. Had a lot of, you know, I've never experienced anything like this, being down there on the floor, and it's just really cool. Uh, isn't this your second nomination? No, man, it's actually my first. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, so, I mean, we've so, been here a bunch of times to play the parties and stuff like that, but we've never, I've never been nominated, so it was a really a big honor. Well, congratulations. Oh, incidentally, you didn't happen to stop by the um, Musica Fusion LA uh, showcase while you were there, did you? No, man, I didn't. I, I, I was looking for stuff, you know, like to do, but we were... We were pretty busy this whole time, so I'll, I'll bet. Well, um, my other show, Musical Fusion LA, uh, and with which I produced with Gypset Magazine, was also putting on showcases. But I know there were tons and tons of things going on. Loads. Uh, yeah, there's, man, there's a lot going on with you. You've got new songs. Um, you were nominated for uh, it was for Cumbia Anthem, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Cumbia Anthem with Happy Colors. We got okay, nominated well, for Best Urban Fusion. Well, we're going to play that in a few minutes, but first, um, I, I want to play another song, uh, and tell me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. We Out Chia, is that correct? Yeah, We Out Chia, yeah, you're right, there you go. Okay, all right, and and what does that translate to? Well, it's just like, you know, whenever you're, you're like, when we were here in Vegas, you know, we always say, like, we're out, it's like, it's like we're out here, but we out Chia, you know what I mean? We out Chia. <laughs> <laughs> out Chia, okay, I got it. All right, well, here is We Out Chia. That was one of the first couple of times that me and Milk 
and and happy to have collaborated all together on a track. So it's it was a good one. Well, you know, when I um uh I listen to that, that's a very layered piece of art. Uh there's some interesting sounds in there. There's a sound that sounds like a phone ringing in the background except it's on tempo. Um there's yeah. another instrument that uh uh sounds like well, I, there's different voices. You switch voices. You do call and response. Very nicely crafted piece of work. Do, do you do that live? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we you know, I, I'm a, I'm a DJ first and foremost, but yeah. I, I'm a producer next. And so, like when I, when I play live, I like to layer and remix and loop and chop up things and everything and get on the mic and go, you know, <laughs> go crazy or whatever. But uh, it, I mean, it works, man. It's it's fun, you know, when we play live and and use a bunch of weird instruments and just you know make a bunch of noises, I guess you could say, on stage and just have a good time, you know. So it it uh, it translates over to the music pretty well, especially on that song. It, it does, it, it very much so. Well, you know, when I compare that to your hit song Kelapasa, it it's almost a different genre. Uh, it's got more rap, it's got less house, it's more straightforward, and yet it's really more complex. So let, let me play a little bit of uh, Que La Pasa and so the audience knows what I'm talking about, and then we can kind of uh, compare the two. This is Que La Pasa. song that um, I expect to hear, in fact I do hear, in raves and dance clubs. It, it, it's for moving, it's visceral and it's physical yeah. and uh, uh, now We Out Chia is equally visceral but it's in a different way. It, it's, it's also kind of cerebral like you're saying something there. So which El Dusty will we see from now on uh, or do we get the, when the jackpot get to see both of you? Both kinds of music. Well, well, I'm, you know, when I when I play, I'm pretty open format, so I, I like to go from rap and, and and trap all the way to house and and all kinds of you know I play I play all kinds of stuff. I'll even like take it back to like old school hip hop or old school house music. But um, so I mean, man, I, I kind of like do all of that. You know what I mean? So the uh, that's why I like to put out music of different kinds and it'll fit into different genres because that's what I play when I when I do it live. You know. Well, it certainly sounds wonderful, and I'm, I'm glad that we do get the we did hit the jackpot, and, and we get both El uh, Dusties. Um, now, you paired up with uh, DJ Happy Talk, who is also a top-rated basketball player. How did the two of you get together? 
No, 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 dude. That was actually a joke. <laughs> Every guy that I see that has that haircut, I, I take a picture of it and I put out like a fact about happy colors on my Instagram, and it's no truth whatsoever. But uh, okay. it's just like an all inside right. joke with with I happy. So for a, that one. <laughs> no, he's not a basketball player at all, man. He's a he's a little Dominican rapper kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but he, you know, he, he probably thinks he's a basketball player sometimes, but I guarantee you he's not. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I I I clicked on the link and I got the picture of him playing. Yeah. Um, okay, well, well. No, all right, no, I've been no, rickrolled no. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it worked, man. It's official now. <laughs> it worked. All right. My, well, that, my now meme, it's, my it's, meme, my meme creation has gone to the official level of it, mastery. <laughs> it has. It has. <laughs> all right. Well, still, how the two of you get together? Um. Uh, well, we we. Uh, uh, we, we've been kind of like communicating online for a couple of years, and uh, I don't know, man. He, Milk, he, Milk had moved to Miami, and he was staying there for a while, and I had reached out to Happy because I was going to go over there, and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be in Miami. If Maybe we can get together and just meet up or whatever. And he was like, okay, cool, hit me up when you're here. And one night, like around, like I guess, like 2 in the morning, we were talking, and I was like, hey, I'm in Miami, or I, I had just got there to Miami, and it was pretty late, and he was like, I'm coming over. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So he comes over and he brings this like he brings his whole desktop PC like the whole box the big box with the monitor and everything and I was yeah. like oh dude <laughs> what's going on and it, it it was like let's work and I was like all right cool so we started we we pumped out like five beats that night and I mean wow. we we were you know we're kind of sitting on them and waiting for the right time but uh, we got some other good songs man we got a lot of good stuff in there well you got a lot of good stuff everywhere so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm you, looking man. forward Thank to you. those. We're talking with El Dusty about his Latin Grammy experience, his new songs, and uh, what's next for Tejano Soul and Corpus Christi Cumbia, which is what I like to call it. You can talk with him, too. You can call us, 347-215-7511, unless you're in a hotel room. Uh, and uh, if you are, you can uh, email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We actually have some email here for you, so why don't I uh, go cool. do that? Um, Lila in L.A. wants to know, do you ever release on vinyl? Um, that's, yeah, I have, a, I have like two songs out on vinyl on 45 with Bastard Boots out in um, New York. Uh, it's really hard to find, but you can, you can find it somewhere out there on the Internet. Um, it's a really cool EP. It's got a, a song called it's, – it's a remix from Brazilian Girls called Pussy Marijuana. And I, I kind of flipped it into a cumbia. And then there's another song on the other side. It's, uh, oh man, I forgot the name of the song. Uh, Cuando lo negro se veo. It's a remix of, an, of a Landero song that it's on there. And it's got some, man, I mean, they, the vinyl quality that they use is really awesome. So it picks up the bass, like, great. You know, it's, it's really cool to listen to, to your music on vinyl. And uh, that's another goal for my, for my album that I'm working on is to put it out on vinyl. I mean, that's... That's what I do. I dig for vinyl. I'm a sample DJ. I'm, I'm a sample producer, and yeah. and you know that's that's and I gotta have my stuff on vinyl. You know, every every DJ I know from Cut Chemist to you name it, they've got a huge vinyl collection, and they're always yeah. out in the bins and the the garage sales and stuff. Um, Toby in Tampa wants to know what equipment do you use in a live show? Uh, right now, I'm using I'm using Serato and um, like you know, to turn table, well, either use 1200s or or CDJs, but I, I try to bring along a uh, either 
like a controller that to to trigger off like samples on Ableton or or on Serato. I've I've maxed out my Serato capabilities where I have all the loops that I need and, and air horns and all the swishes and everything like that on the on the sampler there. And I'll use like a MIDI controller to control it or just the you know the mixer that that I have with me um, if it has like the control buttons and stuff like that. Uh, and then I like to bring um, some dr like a rolling drum pad or we we set up V drums sometimes and and live congas and timbales and all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, I don't really have like a set uh, of what I'm bringing right now because I'm still kind of in that like transition phase of where what I can afford to bring with me on the road. But yeah. when I when I when I do set up like in Corpus, uh, I have like a it's almost like a full band setup, but it's more of just without a drummer and and you know we just kind of have MCs and dancers and everything going on on stage and drums and it's sample pads and all kinds of stuff wow. everywhere so it's a it's like a big circus uh, uh do you have any uh live shows coming up i'm actually playing in la tomorrow at los globos with galantura um oh, playing really? skills is playing yeah man it's gonna be a good show man uh playing skills chulita vinyl clubs on the on the on the setup too and and the galantura crew is gonna be there so it's gonna be a good one man are you uh gonna be in the big room uh, I I believe so. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not 100 percent where it's at. Every I mean, you know, every time I play at Globos, it's like in a different spot. But uh, yeah, I I think it's in the big room. Yeah. Okay. Do Do you know what time you actually go on stage? I play at 11:30. Yeah. Well, I might be able to catch you then. Okay. Come if you're, on, if man. You're going I'd like late. to see you. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to do that for our audience. He and I have never met. No. So. Yeah, you know, we're we're, buddies, we're electronic though, friends. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. All right, well, but yeah, I'd like to meet have... you, man. So try to try to make it out if you can, you know. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, now you have a new song out, uh, "Cumbia Anthem," which was nominated for a Latin Grammy this year, and I think—correct me if I'm wrong—but I think it's a great combination of house music and electronic and cumbia and you know the El Dusty style, which I just call, which I call Corpus Christi cumbia. So I'm going to play a long cut from it, and then you can let's talk about it a little bit. This is okay. Cumbia Anthem. Hey.
reason I said that this was an important song, in addition to being a great song, is that is what I see as as the Columbia invasion, like the, the British music invasion of the 60s. I'm now seeing cumbia moving through Central America, Latin America, and in the United States and infecting or enhancing all kinds of music. In fact, in your song, Cinco de Mayo, which is about a Mexican holiday, you sing about cumbia. So, so what do you think? Uh, you're in the business. Is cumbia having an outsized impact on music in the United States? I think so, man. I mean, there's a lot of people kind of unknowingly uh, using the rhythm in their in their songs. I mean, even unlike the you know the Mumbaton songs like Drake and all those kind of things, you feel the rhythm in there and, and the mm-hmm. and the beat. So, you know, it's it's little by little kind of infecting everywhere. Um, but you know, it, it, it's it's a it's an easy rhythm to 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 play. It's fun. It's it's really it's really easy to dance to, and so I think it can get into, it could it could you know kind of crossbreed into a lot of different things. Um, I always think of cumbia as uh, a four-four beat with a like a six-eight clave over it. Uh, am I anywhere near close? Because I'm not. An yeah, addition. you're pretty good. You probably know more about that than I do, but it, there, <laughs> it's definitely like a house a house kind of based rhythm, but it has like a syncopated sort of percussion over it and, and yeah i mean you got okay. it you're good you nailed it <laughs> it's it, it's really good for dancing we had the uh the, the maku sound system uh here uh last month in um in a museum they're playing in in a in a, in a museum yeah it was full of middle-aged to slightly older caucasians like me and everybody was up dancing so i said okay yeah, man, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's i'm good. glad to see it all right well, since we mentioned it, I want to play uh, Cinco de Mayo, your song Cinco de Mayo. in the air <laughs> uh, but <laughs> right. I mean man all, all, this, all the videos we do is 
it's a, like a like a like kind of like my music, like a compilation of of different things that we're doing. And my guys are are videographers and graphic designers, so they're always following me around and and, and capturing stuff. And and then later on, they'll be like, "Hey, we made this," and I'm like, "Oh, cool!" So shout out to the produce crew for always having my back and and making me look cool. <laughs> well, they did make you look cool, and um, uh, if I recall uh, that video, you were. Um you were walking through, it looks like Los Angeles, but or, or rather, maybe it's, maybe it was Corpus Christi. But anyway, you were having a a lot of fun with it. And and one thing I know, in your videos, you have smoke, you use smoke bombs. You really like smoke bombs, or at least your video crew <laughs> likes smoke bombs. Yeah, oh yeah, that's uh, especially on Cumbia Anthem. We had a lot of smoke bombs. That we're that that one's a. I mean, dude, we I, I love those things. You know, they they create a cool effect in the in the photography and the videography. So it's really awesome just to have that movement and color behind you. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a junkie. You have to stop and cough every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was a, one of the guys from the crew. We used a purple smoke bomb the other day in the in a photo shoot, and um, the uh, the guy was wearing like a white jacket, and it was kind of like a denim thing or whatever. And by the time he was done, it was kind of like a purple jacket now. So it's, <laughs> we created our own thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. You just autograph it and say it's official. Um, we got some more email. Um, Shia in uh, San Diego wants to know if your stop in L.A. is the beginning of a West Coast tour. No, it's not, but I, w- I will definitely be back and, you know, just invite me. I'll go play your birthday party or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we'll probably get some email on this. We actually got uh, <laughs> a, a similar email from uh, Selma in Phoenix who wants to know if you're going to do a, uh, a round of the, of the Western states, as she calls them. Um, Monty in Atlanta says, "You do you actually play live congas while you DJ?" Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I like to think I can play. Uh, I'm not necessarily the best player in the world, but I mean, you know, I like to get down. I mean, dude, just feel it and kind of just go with it. And so, uh, yeah, it's, and we're not. I'm not playing the whole time either. So it's kind of like a thing where I'm switching from turntables to percussion and then going out in the front, hyping up the crowd and things. So it's not like, you know, it's not it's not as put together as a full band, but you know, it's just kind of like uh, just jamming out the whole time. Well, we're gonna. Uh play another song i've got another song here in that uh that trapanera remix um and i've kind of been saving this for for last because um, this is the one with uh happy colors so let's listen to uh you and happy colors
Now, that particular mix, to me, sounds like you all were being a little experimental, and especially when I compare that mix to the 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 uh, the Bangkok Z or the particularly the uh, the Angela Hunt version. So, how, how much are you involved in in these remix in the cuts on uh, the Trepanero remix? Um, well, I, I, I you know the the Angela Hunt one is a uh, is like the regular song, but she's a she's the rapper on there. She's a yeah. she's the She's the person who wrote uh, Empire State by Jay Z, and she also wrote. Um, she's she's all over like the Major Lazer albums and on and on the Snoop Lion documentary. She's the one who wrote like the most of the album on that. And she's just a great rapper, man, and she's she's just all over everything. And, and I had a chance to work with her for, through a friend named DJ Buddha, and it was it was really cool, man. That, that that chick tears it up, and she's an awesome songwriter. She knows how to write hits, and it's just crazy. And then um, I, I try I try to give you know the remixes their own space and let them do their own thing so that way I can get what they what they do out of it. I mean I'm, they're getting my my music you know from they're getting all the stems of every of all the songs so it's like I, I've done my part and then let them do theirs and and hopefully it comes out some, something good and I've had I've had some pretty good luck so far with everybody that I've worked with so I'm really happy about all the remixes. Okay, uh, do do you have a favorite one, or or is that like asking you what your favorite child is? <laughs> yeah, kind of, man. I mean, you know, I I I mean, it just the the cool thing is to have different uh, versions for different settings. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. sometimes whenever it's not so crazy at night, you know, then you play this version. Or if it's like really, really, really going nutty, you know, you got another version to play, and and it works with the set you're playing. Or if I'm doing a more hip hop set, you know, and it's just you know, I just try to like have a lot of versions. We did the same thing with Kilabasa. There's a whole bunch of versions of Kilabasa and, and it it worked really well for me, so I wanted to keep that going. Okay, all right. Well, unfortunately, we can't keep going because the clock says we're out of time, right? So, all right, um, man. I'm, so I, I'm not going to tell you what my favorite um, is, uh, but I am going to, again, congratulate you on uh, on having the lovely and talented executive director of Chica's Rock, Cece, uh, with you on Sunset Strip. So oh yeah, watching. Yeah, huh? that's cool. Yeah, man, uh, she's, she's great. But thanks and, a lot, uh, man. Thanks for thanks for having me, Patrick. It's always good to, to hear from you and and be on your show. So anytime, you know, I love I love okay. to talk to you again. Well, before you leave, tell people where they should go to get your music. You can go find it on Spotify, on iTunes, on LDusty.com. You can find me at Instagram LDusty, Twitter at DJ Dus, or on Facebook at LDusty. Okay, and and you're gonna tomorrow night. You're gonna be at Los Globos in Los Angeles. That's up on Sunset Boulevard in uh, Echo Park, and it's a great venue. So we will um, do my best to see you there. But in the meantime, congratulations on the nomination, and thank you, next thank you, thank year you. you're gonna take home a statue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Thanks oh, a lot, yeah. man. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's it. You've been listening to. Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyberstation USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates on the East Coast and also in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. We're also on iTunes. We are off 
next Friday. It's Thanksgiving, and I'm going to be doing other things besides being on the radio. But you can always download a podcast at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday, or at iTunes if you just have to have your, your fix. Uh, check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we're going to update you on the guests for the following week. That's it for now. Have a great music weekend, um, and I'm going to leave you with some more of uh, La Chusa by El Dusty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.